All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Lee's Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat. 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. And so Marner breaks the point streak record, but the Leafs lose again in overtime. This is a recording. It's the Monday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga and Jay Rosa with you. Rosie, hope you had a fantastic weekend. Be honest, do you, do you even watch OT anymore at this point? Man, they suck at overtime. What is the deal? How are you that good of a team and have all those studly offensive guys that would just lick their lips at three on three, all the ice in the world, and they cannot friggin' win one? It's it's weird. Dude, it's always the same fucking show. So the opening face-off, the Leafs go on an offensive rush. They turn the puck over. The other team comes the other way, and they score. But to that point and again I, I'm not going to rip on the goaltending because Matt Murray's been an incredible story so is uh you know Ilya Samsonov but that's probably one he wanted to have back it wasn't a pretty goal but again you're, you're not going to get every stop right yeah it was probably the first game that I saw where Murray or Samsonov just kind of looked like eh, like they kind of had a couple of ones they would have rather have back whoop de doo yeah. I mean, it's friggin' first week in December, and that's the first time we've said that. And he still gave them a chance to win, obviously. So uh, no worries there. But yeah, I mean, if he if he stood on his head that night, it could have been maybe a different story. But uh, like you said, man, they've been really solid in the, in the goaltending position. So no worries. It's just funny how those guys cannot get it done in overtime. And then it's the same show every time. Win the faceoff down, back it goes in the net like crazy. 
And it feels like every time I tweet out the Leafs record in OT and people say, no, this is the one they win. And no, it's sadly not the one they win. But Tampa wins at 4-3. We're going to get to that game. Remember to subscribe. Tap that like button. Leave us a review wherever you're checking us out. Don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest on all things Toronto Maple Leafs. Thoughts, comments, concerns, or questions, drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube. We'll get to that later on in the show. But for now, we get over the boards. So as mentioned, back on the weekend on Saturday night, I think the most important part for yours truly, the 11-game point streak continues. They're 8-0-3, have not lost a game in regulation since November 11th. What did you make of that 4-3 OT loss on Saturday night to Tampa, Rosie? Yeah, it's getting to be a long time since they've uh, lost in regulation, it seems like. But uh, not too bad, you know, um, kind of an up-and-down game. It's honestly kind of frustrating, you know, the throwback to... Last year's playoff, haven't seen these guys since game seven. And like, we seem like we're running here and really rolling. And then, and then we kind of, little bit of a reality check of like, these guys are kind of always in our way and we don't get it done. We lose the game. And it's kind of like, are we going to see these guys in the playoffs again? And, and like, it's a th- what you've been preaching all night, all year, right? But uh, at the end of the day, it's one game, and we are very banged up still, and we still get a point yeah. out of the deal. Could have easily won. So kind of a toss-up for me. Like, would have been nice to win that and, like, really solidify the dominant streak that they've been on. But you kind of drop one to the one team you just love to beat and kind of have a little bit of proof in the pudding of, hey, we're better this year. But uh, at the end of the day, it's not a big deal. It's November, and they got a point out of the deal, and they are very banged up. So uh, could have gone either way, and I'm not too uh, not looking into it too far. Yeah, a couple of things from that game. Number one, I didn't, I wasn't, you know, I'm not usually the person to bang on officiating, but I wasn't crazy about some of the calls in the second half of that game. As we talked about on Friday, special teams is going to be a factor, and it certainly was. That Tampa power play is one of the best in the league. So is Toronto's. I know they've been struggling. They, they finally score in the power play in that game. But some of the calls were, were sort of chintzy. You hate to see that, especially in a rematch of a, a postseason meeting. They go seven games. You want to see the players as side matters. The other thing I noticed is, again, it's just reaffirming Andre Vasilevsky, in my opinion, could go down as the best goaltender ever, period, by the way. Um, he's still relatively young in his career. You look at the track record. This guy is Mariano Rivera. Like, you watch that game on Saturday. How many 10-bell saves? How many important saves? How many stopper saves did Vasilevsky make in that game? And again, these guys don't grow on trees or select few of them in this league. But that, that again, was my major takeaway. You even look back at the springtime where Tampa probably wins that series is because Andre Vasilevsky is just ridiculously good. I thought he was excellent again on Saturday. Yeah, he is solid. I've never thought of him. I never stopped to think about him as his spot in like history. But, um, you know, he's starting to rack up quite the resume for a young goalie. And he's he's just one of those yeah. guys where it's like when you think of that team, you just think of we got to get through him. And, uh, you know, he's capable of standing on his head and he does it all the time and he can do it in big games. And he's proven himself like consistently over the last three four years it's just kind of yeah. yeah it's it's uh he's a really good goalie and uh when you play against guys like that you got to find a way to beat them and obviously the Leafs had trouble doing that in the playoffs uh at certain times last year I think he basically stole the series for him especially in like that game six and uh seven so yeah good on him and uh you know we could run into another uh 
another tough goalie here this week. So those are part of the NHL. You got to beat those tendies and you want your guys to be to be one of those goalies. And like you said, they're not a whole lot of them. They don't grow on trees. So when you get a hold of one, you hold on tight to those uh, those generationally talented goalies, I guess you'd call them. There's no doubt about that. And as you mentioned, Jake Ottinger could be coming up on Tuesday night. Although I would say in the last couple of times, Toronto has played Dallas. They always seem to go to Scott Wedgwood. They did earlier this season as well. They won at Scotiabank Arena. So maybe look out for that as well. And maybe it's a blessing in disguise. The Leafs don't get Jake Ottinger, although Wedgwood's played them really, really tough the last couple of years. But uh, I don't care who you are in this league. You can be Austin Matthews. You can be Connor McDavid. When you see Andre Vasilevsky at the other side of the rink, I just... It, it hampers your decision-making. It has to. And the guy's an absolute closer. I'm just always so thoroughly impressed with the guy. And ditto with Mitch Marner. Uh, so he gets a 19-game point streak. I, I thought it was one of his better games of the 19. He was everywhere. Scores shorthanded. Scores on the power play. Like, the guy's doing everything right now. And for as much shit as I talked in October, he, he's backing it up now. Like, he's, he's not sulking anymore. He's smiling. He's having fun. And he's dictating the play. Uh, it's very similar to me. We saw Marner a couple years back. I think in year one with John Tavares, the puck is always on this guy's stick, Rosie. Yeah, he is. I mean, he got that record with like a bit of an exclamation point too, right? He didn't yeah. uh, he didn't limp in with a secondary assist or an empty netter like the, the game before. But uh, definitely an exclamation point uh, for him in my mind. And I look at it and I'm starting to be like, you know, not that it matters at all, but like Austin Matthews is kind of for a little while now playing second fiddle to them. And Austin Matthews is playing just fine, yeah. racking up points and everything. But as far as the explosiveness and the and the spotlight and the complete dictation of the play, Mitch Marner has grabbed that baton and he's he's running with it right now. And and uh, no better uh, example than on Saturday when he, you know, a two goal performance when, you know, all the pressure in the world and is on his shoulders against a very good team with all the reason in the world to kind of, you know, not maybe get her done or run into some problems or whatever. He just nails the door shut and now he's got the record. I think he's probably happy. It's been weeks of talking about that. Now he can move on and and start working on other things. And whenever that streak ends, it doesn't matter. He's got her. So good on him for getting it done. It's nice to see. And uh, and he's deserved it, man. Like you said, he's just he's just controlling everything out there and he's just solidifying himself even more so as just one of those dominant players in the league. So let me ask you this. What, what is Marner's ceiling? And the fair comparison is always to the two big boys in Edmonton. You look at sort of the trophy mantle, what those guys have put together throughout their early careers in Settle and McDavid. Can Marner get to that level where he's competing for a Hart Trophy, where he's competing for an Art Ross Trophy? Like, ultimately, what do you think the ceiling is for Mitch Marner? You think he's anywhere close to that ceiling just yet? Yeah, I mean, he's not hes not uh, Connor McDavid. Nobody is. I think that guy is heads and shoulders better than every single yeah. player in the league. Um, I just don't think it's close. But if you want to talk about like a close second, I think there's quite a few guys that uh, are up for grabs and taking that. But when you surround a guy like Mitch Marner with, you know, an Austin Matthews and, you know, you've got... Uh, you know, Tavares has been stepping up, Nylander's been stepping up. There's guys around him that can just really make plays. And like, those guys are so good. And then all of a sudden you put Matthew or Marner right in the middle of all that. So many things can happen. You can just go on a tear, which he's done. He's on a 19 game point streak. And every game you're playing with those guys with the talent that you have in your Rolodex. And it's just like a lot of damage can be done. How high can he go? I don't even think he knows, but, uh, 
I'm going to say right now, he is not a guy that's in the conversation with, uh, with that man in Edmonton. Nobody is, but, uh, he's proving that he's one of those guys that's like fighting for that, you know, certainly like top five in the league type of, uh, prowess and, yep. and the streak that he's on kind of proves that. At the very least, he's opening some eyes. It's been an incredible start for Mitch Marner. And again, the battle of point streaks, we'll get into that conversation coming up in mere moments. But over the weekend, the Maple Leafs called up another prospect, one of the best names in the organization for sure, uh, Semyon Dur Argachinsev. We'll call him STA for the purpose of this conversation because that's a, it's probably going to be a tough one for Rosie <laughs> to pronounce. Uh, it's, it's almost tough for me, certainly. Uh, but he could make his NHL debut coming up tomorrow night against the Dallas Stars. Uh, his Marley season so far, 20 games, 6 goals, 12 assists, 18 points. 2018 third rounder. He's coming off a really, really good showing in the preseason. And I like when teams reward their prospects, right? Like that's been a prevailing story for me early on in this season. I think for the first time in a while, we're seeing some prospects within the Maple Leafs actually take that next step. You know, you look at Pontus Holmberg seemingly come out of nowhere. Mac Hollowell, like these are good stories. And especially when you have this current configuration of the big four making that type of coin, you can throw Riley in the conversation as well. You need guys on ELCs to step up and they've seen it so far this season, Rosie. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you look at the man games lost to injury. I'd like to know what it is, man. It's got to be up there top of the league for sure for this Toronto Maple yeah. Leafs team. It's just they've got handfuls of guys injured since day one. So um, as tough as that is for the Maple Leafs, when you're in the locker room for the Marlies across the hallway there, <clears throat> those guys are licking their chops because it's just opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. Everyone's jockeying for position every weekend that you have, you know, their games down there. They're saying, you know, whoever shows up this weekend could very well, you know, make that trek to the Maple Leafs, uh, Maple Leafs locker room. And Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I 
I think we may have lost Rosie here, so we're going to try to reconnect with him. But certainly when you look at STA and the body of work and what he's put together in the American Hockey League, I just love Toronto in general. Rosie, we have you back? Yeah, you guys hear me? Yeah, good to go. So you're just finishing up there on, on STA and some of the youngsters here. Yeah, apologies. I don't know what happened there, but these guys are getting so much opportunity right now and and they're getting man games in the NHL that they wouldn't have got if they had a healthy healthy locker room in the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I think it's just been great that so many guys that have done, have you ever seen a guy come up and just, he clearly wasn't ready. He just kept yeah. getting, you know, run over, uh, minuses. He can't handle it. He's spinning around. He's getting benched. It's just like, oh boy, that can happen when you start, you know, getting forced to being thrown guys with no NHL experience into the lineup. And it just hasn't happened. And I'm just impressed that these prospects are stepping up so well and, and not just like, filling a hole but they're kind of making an impact and they're you know they're reliable and like that's tough to do in that position and it's just nice that all those guys are are getting you know the opportunity due to these injuries to to step up and it's just kind of been like a rolodex like you say another guy with an acronym name which is nice i saw this russian <laughs> kid's name and i'm just like i'm not even going to attempt to go through that and try to figure out how to sound that out and i was happy when someone just said sda i was like thank god but uh, good for Semyon them. Semyon Dergachinsev. No, it right, is. It is. Right. I'm telling you. Guy played in the OHL. Uh, but certainly it's a tough one to pronounce. But yeah, I, lo I love the fact that it's not really a guy you suspect who's sort of taken that next step in his career. Again, remains to be seen what he can do. But he's really crafty. He's really, you know, he, he's your prototypical Maple Leaf in the Dubas era, right? He's not going to be a physical threat. I think what I see at least is they're looking for maybe a bit more offense in the bottom six, of course, Kelly Yarncroke uh, will miss at least two weeks with a groin injury. So I think ultimately what we do see happening, if he does make his debut, it's going to be in favor of Wayne Simmons, right? Where he's probably in a bottom six. But I wouldn't be shocked if they take a peek at what Durga Chinsev can do in top six as well. I, I do think they're still looking for answers as to who to put uh, in terms of a winger there in the top six. And maybe it's externally, but I think they're going to look internally first. Yeah, for sure. I think, I mean, Keefe's got no problem with mixing up the lineup and shaking things yeah. around. You look at, uh, you know, the Malgans and the Robertsons and stuff. They've been kind of flooded all over the place before anyone really settles down in a spot. And they call this kid up and is he going to, you know, dump the puck at the red line, chase it down and bang and crash and, and you know, create a ton no. of energy and, and do that six uh bottom six forward type of role no he's not really that kind of player you'd be asking him to do something outside of his comfort zone something that he hasn't done in order to get called up he's done other things for the marlies he's been like you know he's a young skilled russian hockey player he's he yeah. wants to play you know skill hockey and try to create offense so um you know it'll be interesting to see where he goes but nonetheless he's going to try to make the most and, and like you say if he can go down to that bottom six and and provide any kind of offense i mean that would be a a big bonus for them but but also like you yeah. say why not try him up with some other guys with his skill he's more suited to play with some of those top six mm -hmm. guys although you know when you're the number what guy on the call-up list it's it's not like you're going to be sitting there on the top couple lines with those big boys for very long and just hanging out you gotta you know if you get a taste you better make some hay while the sun shines but again we'll see what he's got and he's earned it to get the call-up and um he's been doing good things down in the minors and now is his shot so it'll be interesting to see what he does with it i imagine you know he's not going to shoot the lights out or or you know be a world beater but it'd be nice if he gets yeah. some experience and uh, and can do some things if it means no more Pierre Engvall on PP2, man, I 
I just had enough with that, man. The fucking dump-ins, like, are we killing a penalty or are we on the power play? I understand PP2 plays like 20 seconds uh, per every two, but like, Engvall's not working. And I'd love to see SDA maybe get a look on PP2 and a quick shift out there because he's got more skill. You need skill guys on your power play. I understand it's PP2, but I'm not feeling this Engvall thing. The, these dump-in chases on the power play, dude, not working for me. Yeah, I hear you. It's been kind of, I kind of expected a little more out of both Kerfoot and Angval this year. I, I, I lean towards Kerfoot a little bit more. I like him. I think yeah. that his numbers could be a lot better if he could finish some of the chances that he gets. He kind of, he's got, gotten himself snake bitten. I think it's kind of a habit he's of his of rut. getting himself in position and he yeah. can't quite finish. Um, and had yeah. that not been the problem, I think his numbers, we'd be talking about him a lot more because he is getting himself in position for for you know creating that offense and it just doesn't the puck just doesn't quite get across the line for a plethora of different reasons it's always something where it just how did you not finish that play but uh you know Engvall has been lacking to me I wanted to see him like step up and almost have like yeah. you know that bunting guy that that secondary guy the and then right behind yeah. him that Kerfoot Engvall and just have that really yeah. well-rounded secondary stuff it just hasn't happened this year and yeah. uh you know that's just is what it is I don't know what it is about them I'm not there I'm not with them I'm not uh I'm not around them but you hope that it something progresses and someone catches fire because those two guys I've kind of I was wanting them to take a big step this year and I haven't seen it yet so yeah, a little yeah. bit more out of them would be nice. And like you say, this SDA call-up, some of these guys can come and maybe steal their thunder a little bit. We'll see. Yeah, I think you're bang on with Kerfoot. I think he's been really, really underwhelming here in a contract year. It's a pivotal season for him, and he really hasn't done enough, in my opinion, offensively, considering what we've seen in the past. And with Engvall, I think you're right, too. Like, ultimately, you would love that Swiss Army knife like an Ilya Mikheyev was certainly last year, and they just haven't found it yet. To an extent, maybe Cali Yarncroke, but he's injured right now. So watch out for STA tomorrow night against the Dallas Stars, potentially. And I'm still waiting for Connor Timmons' debut. Maybe that comes tomorrow as well. We'll see. So it's point streak versus point streak. You have Mitch Marner at 19 games against Jason Robertson at 18 games. The statistics are remarkable on both fronts. Uh, Marner, nine goals, 17 assists, 26 points over this 19-game stretch. Not to be outdone, Jason Robertson, 21 goals in 18 games, 34 points. This guy, without question, has to be in the Hart Trophy conversation right now, Rosie. Oh, obviously, like any time your your goals alone are up there with your games played, it's just like, what is this guy Crazy. doing? He scores every yeah. single night and he scores. Oh, it's just like uh, he's going to be there in the heart conversation. It's weird. He wasn't crazily on my radar the last couple of years and yeah. he seems to have just exploded right he's leading the league in different categories and it's it's cool I, I saw a tweet the other day of saying um you know Jason Robertson I, I'm sorry I can't remember what his descent is some uh, an Asian descent player I can't remember exactly what country yeah. my apologies but from California leading yeah. the NHL it's just wicked to see you know and um, you know right when I was playing pro I remember you know you played with a guy who was from you know Arizona and it was just like whoa like what is with that that's crazy and then as I started playing more guys are coming out of California and some of those southern warmer states and then here we are one of the best players in the NHL at this moment in time you know being raised in California it's cool and and hockey's kind of been spreading around you know especially the United States and it's wicked to see some of these younger kids coming up who you know 25 years ago wouldn't have even 
started playing hockey, they would have been in different sports. And, and now hockey is their thing of choice. And you're seeing some of these quality athletes like him coming up and lighting up the NHL is really cool to see and, and good for him. It'll be fun to watch these two go head to head tomorrow night. Filipino American, um, both the Robertsons. And of course, that's the the unheralded storyline in this game, Robertson versus Robertson. And I think Leafs fans look at Jason, they're like, oh, how amazing would it be if Nick Robertson even got to like half of what Jason Robertson is, right? And you hope that they share some intel with each other, specifically practicing with Jason. But again, it is wishful thinking. Uh, But I, I think Leafs fans look at the potential when they see Jason Robertson and the family um, and you wonder about Nick Robertson, but that's always a nice, tidy storyline too. And Nick had a really good game against Jason earlier on in the season too. Yeah, it is. It's like, I mean, no one knows what your prospects are going to turn into. You just, you just don't know. Yeah. No one's got a crystal ball and you look at him and I mean, how could it hurt when you say, Hey, well, he's got a brother. They're the same DMA, DNA. They're the same pedigree. He's a little bit older and look how good that guy is. So if anything, it just points to more of a positive potential for the development of Nick Robertson. Uh, can he get to that level? I don't know. It's going to be tough to do in in, uh, in Toronto, but uh, it's nice to see that that pedigree is within him. And, you know, being as young as, as Nick is, there's tons of time to develop and, and get to a high level. And hopefully he does it fast like his brother did. Speaking of Marner, by the way, you know what's been ripping really, really well in terms of betting lately? The, the Mitch Marner anytime goal. I got it at plus 230 on Saturday. I think it's five or six in a row that he scored a goal. And I, I just think yeah. to that point, it adds a different dynamic and a different level when Mitch Marner is shooting the puck and looking shot first. Like we saw this last year, right? 35 goals in the regular season. When you add another threat to the likes of Tavares, to the likes of Matthews and Nylander, it just makes the Leafs that much more difficult to defend against. So I love when I actually love when Marner shot happy and we're seeing that lately here, Rosie. Yeah, why not? Um, him and Matthews. I can't remember which one of them had eight shots on Saturday. It's like, yeah. holy, are you ever zipping the puck towards the net? And, uh, you know, when yeah. you're playing a guy like Vasilevsky, to your point, man, you're going to have to get all the cracks you can at that guy to break him. I mean, you're not going to put up, um, you know, 25 shots and and expect to score four goals on that guy. So it's nice to see their pepper in the net. And, I mean, that just shows me how many – how much confidence he has to get that many shots on net and to be to be scoring that often he's he's getting the puck in in valuable positions and he's he's finishing he's got confidence he's buzzing guys are giving him the puck and he's just he's just peppering the goalie and i mean obviously everything's going right when you're on a a heater like that and I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. It might cool down a little bit, but I'd like to see some of the guys beside them just start winding it up too. And hopefully they do that kind of in the in the new year and right before the springtime and everyone just starts rocking and rolling and they can just shithole teams. I would like to see them just blow the doors off somebody in the first round. Probably wishful thinking with who they're going to have to face, but uh, it's nice when guys fire up and get hot. You want to see it with everybody when it's a team you're rooting for, obviously. A four-game sweep would be fantastic. You bottle that shit up if you're Mitch Marner. You bring it to the fuck, fucking springtime and you score some goals when it matters most. That's what we're looking for here on Leafs Morning Take. The wrap-up yes, is brought to you. Yes, Look at this positivity. <laughs> Let's go, it. baby. Let's. It's Monday. I'm feeling good. It was a fantastic weekend. The wrap-up is brought to you by our friends at Points Back Canada. I won't lie, this is a complete heat check today. For some reason, I just keep looking at the card. I'm not crazy about it. Maybe you you dabble in Pavel Buchnevich going to Broadway as a St. Louis Blue once again. Maybe you look there. But to me, 
I love the revenge narrative. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights in the Boston to take on the Bruins. As you know, Rosie, the Bruins are 14-0-0 uh, to start the season on home ice. That, that has to end eventually, in my opinion. And I wonder if Vegas is that team. They're laying plus money tonight on the road. They'd have an, they've had an exceptional start, plus 145 around there you're looking at. And most importantly, I mentioned the revenge narrative. Bruce Cassidy fired as the head coach of the Boston Bruins, now with the Vegas Golden Knights on the road. I know they're calling Jack Eichel a game-time decision. He's a mass boy. He's playing in this game. Come on. So I, I like Vegas as the big-time dogs on the road in Boston tonight. Yeah, I like it, man. If someone's going to knock them off their pedestal, why not Vegas? They're uh, they're a hot team. They're they're playing good hockey this year for sure. There's a lot of storylines on why that should happen, and I just like it. It's just a good time for the Bruins to to finally let go and let that uh, let that levy break a little bit because man, it's been holding tight for a long time. I do not think it can happen uh, forever, obviously. But plus one forty five, someone's going to knock them off their their spot there. Why not the Vegas Golden Knights? I like it and. Thankfully, the weekend's gone by and everyone forgets about my bet on Friday. Yeah, I don't even remember what it was. <laughs> no, I do remember. You know what's hilarious? So we got off air and then Rosie finds out. I'm like, yeah, it's David Riddick and not Connor Hellebuck. You shit on Johnny Goodrow. He had three apples in that game and Columbus just punted the fucking shit out of Winnipeg. That's what happens in the betting world, though. That's a tough break, man. You never know. And whenever you go against the grain and pick like the underdog yeah. and try to win some good money, they it just never happens. And you're like, why am I such an idiot? Like it's it's so yeah. hard to do, man. I don't I really I really respect the guys that can that can really get it done. And I know guys that put yeah. in so much time and effort and research and even then it's it's just too hard to beat Vegas, man. But uh yeah. You got to pick somebody, and I like your bet today. Obviously, mine blew up in my face a little bit. I shouldn't have gone yeah. on my uh, my rant thinking of my peoples around here, the Calgary Flames fans, and what they have thought about Johnny Goudreau the last few years. But uh, that definitely blew up in my face. So I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a seat here and cool off and see what happens with your bet here. Yeah, that was a big time, L. So you're not with us tomorrow, but three hits with Rosie coming up. Um, I know we tried to connect last week with Detroit Red Wings forward Matt Luff. Uh, I can confirm we figured out some technical issues. He'll join me tomorrow. We'll get to the uh, Slavkovsky hit. Um, he's eating out of a straw right now. I don't know if you saw this. Took a hit from behind um, a couple weeks back. Broke his wrist. Um, fucking his face is just mangled right now. I was talking him off air. There's a <laughs> he's got a lot going on right now. So we're going to have Matt Luff on tomorrow, but looking forward to your three hits and I'm looking forward to that matchup tomorrow, Dallas and Toronto. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be a, a pretty good one. I think I like a bunch of the storylines coming through. Uh, I don't know any word on who's playing for, for Toronto in between the pipes there, but uh, yeah. I kind of imagine it'll be Sammy. Yeah, I want to get into that conversation as the week moves on with you. What do they do now, right? With Murray and Samson not fully healthy, do you employ a tandem? Is there one guy ahead of the other? So we'll we'll park that conversation for Wednesday. I would think I think you're right. Like Samsonov would be the guy I'd go back to. I don't think you want to have these guys iced for too long and and certainly knowing the injury history as well with Matt Murray. So we'll talk about that coming up later on this week. I'll bid you farewell for now. We'll talk again on Wednesday, but I can't wait for three hits with Rosie tomorrow. Oh, I better think of something good. Yeah, I better be. Dude, your last two have been impeccable. So you're you're building and building and building here. Next thing you know, you're just going to have a 30-minute three hits with Rosie. <laughs> Rosie's rant. <laughs> yeah, pretty We're going to have a spin-off show of this show. Just Rosie just ranting for 30 minutes, shitting on Johnny Goodrow and his family. <laughs> but we'll leave it at that. That's Jay Rosell. <laughs> he can Go stuff ahead. it up my ass, too, like he did last week. Damn it.
<laughs> we got it. Yeah, that was that was a tough L to take. But we'll, we'll get you back on the hook this week. That's for sure. That's Shay Rosehill. I'm Nick Alberga. Uh, remember to subscribe, like, listen, leave us a review, whatever you'd like to do. Appreciate you listening in today and viewing. Take care. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.